Good morning, everybody. Welcome to our service this morning at Trinity. It's nice to have you here, whether you're here in the building or joining us on Zoom. We're grateful for your presence with us and want to, uh, and we hope that the Lord will be with us uh, this morning in a special way. As you may or may not have read in our email this week, um, I've decided in light of the events that have happened in Ukraine this week to um, not do Deuteronomy this morning, but we're going to have a service of prayer and of reflection and of turning to God in this time of worldwide crisis. So I hope you'll be able to um, listen, to open your hearts and minds, to uh, pay attention to the seriousness of what's happening, but also put your trust and faith and hope in the Lord, whatever your fears or concerns may be. Dan and I will be sharing the leading in this service. A lot of it will be responsive. It'll be a little bit liturgical. And um, all the music will be on video. Sisters and brothers, the conflict of nations has sadly escalated into war, however unwanted. A mixture of thoughts and feelings fill us all. Fear for those standing in harm's way, worry about the possible length of the conflict, sorrow at the seeming necessity of war for the sake of peace. As people of faith sins of this world, peace is indeed our deepest desire. Peace for our hearts, peace for our land, and peace for all the world. The God of our faith to be with us during this time making peace our constant prayer to the one who alone can bring peace that endures. I'd like to ask you to stand for our call to worship, which will also be responsive. Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Let me hear what the Lord will speak, for God will speak peace to the people to those who turn to God in their hearts. Surely God's salvation is at hand for those who fear God, that God's glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet. Righteousness and peace will kiss each other. Faithfulness will spring up from the ground, and righteousness will look down from the sky. The Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before the Lord, and will make a path for proud steps. For our meditation this morning, I'm going to just read to you some excerpts from a Palm Sunday sermon by Frederick Beekner, as you know, one of my favorite theologians. The sermon is entitled, The Things That Make for peace. The reading is from Luke 19, verses 35 to 44, the story of the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And throwing their garments on the colt, they set Jesus upon it. And as he rode along, they spread their garments on the road. As he was now drawing near at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. 
And some of the Pharisees in the multitude said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. And when he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that even today you knew the things that make for peace. But now they are hid from from your eyes. For the days shall come upon you when your enemies will cast up a bank about you and surround you and hem you in on every side and dash you to the ground, you and your children within you, and they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you did not know the time of your visitation. We call it Palm Sunday because maybe they were palm branches that were thrown into the road in front of him as he approached the city, a kind of poor man's red carpet treatment, a kind of homemade ticker tape parade. Just branches is all the record states, but maybe palms is what they actually were. And in any case, it's as palms that we remember them. Some of the people who were there were so carried away by what was happening that they took the clothes off their backs and spread them out on the road in front of him along with the branches so that the clip-clop of the hooves of the colt he was riding was muffled by shirts, shawls, cloaks, spread out there in the dust as maybe even you and I would have spread ours out too if we'd been there, because it was a moment with such hope and passion in it. That's what the palms are all about. Blessed be the king who comes in the name of the Lord, the cry goes up. There's dust in the air with the sun turning it gold. Around a bend in the road, there suddenly is Jerusalem. He draws back on the reins. Crying disfigures his face. Would that even today you knew the things that make for peace. Even today, he says, because there are so few days left. Then the terror of his vision as he looks at the city that is all cities and sees not one stone left standing on another, you and your children within you, your children, because you did not know the time of your visitation, he says. Because we don't know who it is who comes to visit us. Because we do not know what he comes to give. The things that make for peace. That is what he comes to give. We do not know these things, he says, and God knows he's right. The absence of peace within our own skins, no less than within our nations, testifies to that. But we know their names, at least. We all of us know in our hearts the holy names of the things that make for peace, real peace. Only for once, let us honor them by not naming them. Let us name instead only him who is himself the prince of peace. He shall judge between the nations and shall decide for many peoples and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. 
Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. That is our hope this Sunday, this week, and it is our only hope. That is what the palms and the shouting are all about. That is what all our singing and worshiping and preaching and praying are all about, if they are about anything that matters. The hope that finally, by the grace of God, the impossible will happen. The hope that Pilate will take him by one hand and Caiaphas by the other, and the Roman soldiers will throw down their spears and the Sanhedrin will bow their heads. The hope that by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the love of Christ, who is Lord of the impossible, the leaders of the enemy nations will draw back while there is still time for drawing back from a vision too terrible to name. The hope that you and I also, each in our own puny but crucial way, will work and witness and pray for the things that make for peace, true peace, both in our own lives and in the life of our world. Despair and hope. They travel the road to Jerusalem together, as together they travel every road that we take. Despair at what in our madness we are bringing down on our own heads, and hope in him who travels the road with us and for us, and who is the only one of us all who is not mad. Hope in the king who approaches every human heart like a city. And it is a very great hope as hopes go, and well worth all our singing and dancing and sad little palms, because not even death can prevail against the king, and not even the end of the world, when end it does, will be the end of him and of the mystery and majesty of his love. Blessed be he. I would like to lead you in a prayer especially, specifically, a prayer for peace for the situation in Ukraine. Please join me in prayer. God of peace, in the face of terrible violence in Ukraine, we pray for global leaders to stand firm and do all that they can to protect innocent human life. We pray for the people of Ukraine that they are spared trauma, violence, and death. We pray for Ukrainian soldiers doing what they can to hold off Russian advances. We pray for European, United States, and worldwide democratic leaders that they hold strong to their unity and stand on the values of democracy. We pray for the Russian soldiers that they act with compassion and restrain their great capacity for harm. We pray that the Russian people rise up and say no to violence, aggression, and war. We dare to pray that President Putin might turn from his evil ways. We pray for safety. We pray for retreat. We pray for peace. 
God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Amen. And now I'd like to ask you to join me in a litany of peace. This will be read again responsively. The text is projected. Lord of the nations, God of peace and love, in your hands are all the people of this world, the prideful, the needy, the arrogant, the lost, the high, the lowly, the entitled, the dispossessed, the loved and the unloved, the blessed and the not-so-blessed. And even we, too, seeking your comfort, seeking your aid in our time of conflict and warring. For all our divisions and divisiveness, we must acknowledge that in your hands we truly are just one people, one flesh, one blood, created by you at the beginning of time. You alone, O God, can curb the passions that take us from you and turn us upon each other. You alone can save us from ourselves through your great love for us. Be with us now, O Lord, and hear our prayer for peace. Come to the aid of nations and leaders who need your guidance. Come to the aid of those standing in harm's way. O Lord, hear our prayer. Come to the aid of all military and their families. Come to the aid of all who need your assuring and loving presence. O Lord, hear our prayer. Strengthen us in faith and calm the fears within us that are many. Help us to trust in you for our lives and our future. O Lord, hear our prayer. Forgive us for our sins both corporate and individual, especially for our failings as peacemakers. Forgive us for the divisions among us and with our neighbors. Renew our spirits and increase our resolve to pray fervently for peace. O Lord, hear our prayer. Protect us from any evil that surrounds us. Lift the hearts of the sorrowful. Bring healing to the sick and the wounded. Comfort the dying and the bereaved with your love. O Lord, hear our prayer. Above all, give us assurance that as Lord of all, all, you are in control. Give us hope and give us peace on earth, lasting peace. O Lord, hear our prayer. God of our ancestors, God of all who are in need, Heed our call and answer our prayer. Send peace in our time, peace for our hearts, peace for our land, and peace for all the world. Peace for Ukraine, peace that abides as we abide in you. For you are God alone, blessed above all others, from whom comes the only peace that endures forever and ever. Amen. The Lord is peace. Peace be with you always. Dear people, even though it's geographically far away, this war in Ukraine will likely cost us here at home. 
It's a cause for worry, for concern, perhaps even fear about what the future holds for our countries, for our world, and for future generations. It may shake the foundations of our security. It may increase tensions between political parties and perhaps even between people of faith. It may even bring more divide between families. It may be a source of lies and of information that is not true. It may lead to irresponsible rhetoric. It may be used as a weapon to show that I or my side is right and the other is wrong. It might cost us economically. The cost of living and especially the cost of energy may go up. Our investments might take a hit. This, as the COVID crisis has been, is a test of our faith, our courage, and our willingness to sacrifice for the good of the other. It's an opportunity to show that we are not just a collection of individuals who are responsible for making our own lives work. We are bound to one another inextricably and to God's creation. Because remember, his creation is also being destroyed. When one suffers, we all suffer. So rooted in the redeeming work of Jesus, that Jesus who came in as Prince of Peace on the colt into Jerusalem on that day, and as his followers, let us choose truth. Let us choose love. Let us choose the good of the other. May we be willing to sacrifice without complaining. May we be willing to do and to say what is right. Let us continue to pray for ourselves and for our world and for its leaders. And let us go from this place committed to follow Jesus wherever he leads us. As Peter wrote to the early church, also in a time of trial, although it was a different kind of a trial, therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. I'd like to ask you in just a second to rise for the closing benediction and then to be seated again. We're going to listen. We've played over the last couple of years a couple of times this famous, now famous worldwide blessing. And I want to close off with that. This, this is a different one than you've seen before. It's really from the whole world. It just encompasses all kinds of language and peoples. It is a bit lengthy. It's about eight minutes long. But I'd like you to just sit in your chairs and open your hearts up to the music, to the faces of the people, to the different languages, and to the blessing that God wants to speak out upon us and our world. And that will be the close of this service. So please stand for the benediction, which again will be responsive. May the God of peace protect and guide you in these days of crisis and war. Amen. 
May the Prince of Peace bring comfort to your hearts and lift you in any suffering. Amen. May the Spirit of Peace descend upon you and upon our world until all conflicts cease and peace reigns on earth. Amen. And may Almighty God, Father and Son and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen.